I'm Elise Forbes with BYU-Idaho Radio. Miranda Marquitt, who is running to represent District 33 in House Seat A in the Idaho State House of Representatives, joins me by phone. Thanks for taking the time to speak with me today. Yeah, thank you for uh, letting me come on. So we spoke a few months ago um, during the primaries, um, but just to review, what made you decide to run for this office? Yeah, so for the most part, I think it's because uh, there's a lot of frustration. I feel a lot of frustration that we aren't necessarily being um, represented as well as we could be. The state legislature spends a lot of time on non-issues and making bad policy, and so I just feel like it really makes sense to have somebody else representing us, somebody who's ready to you know, talk about how do we fix this property tax issue and how do we um, you know, make sure we're investing in education and taking care of infrastructure because these are things that a lot of people in the legislature are not talking about and I think it's time for us to start talking about them. So, um, so I think just running for office and bringing up these issues is an important part of you know, bringing them to light and maybe pressuring the legislature into taking a look at what they should be doing as our representatives. And you're running against incumbent candidate Barbara Ehart. Um, What are some of the main points that set you apart from your opponent? Yeah, so I think one of the biggest things is that, um, like I said, I am ready to talk about issues that matter to Idahoans. The top things that Idahoans say matter to them are education, uh, affordable health care, affordable housing, uh, jobs in the economy, and infrastructure. And nowhere on that list are kind of the pet issues that some of our legislators, including Representative Ehart, have been focusing on. So while they're busy um, waging a culture war and making up issues and setting bad policy for these issues that you know are just made up, I want to talk about things that actually matter to Idahoans. Right. And um, one of the things I was earlier, I interviewed um, Representative Ehart and we talked a bit about education, her perspectives Mm -hmm. on some of the things that are going on. Um, I know there's been a lot of debate around funding for education, you know, ideas of indoctrination around education. um, And there's just it's been a big topic lately. What are your what are your opinions on education and what would you want to maybe change if elected? And how might that differ from your opponent? Yeah, so, well, first of all, I think a lot of the uh, so-called debate around what's being taught in indoctrination, once again, goes back to those made-up issues, uh, these made-up problems that our legislators are having, they're clutching their pearls over, right? Um, Mm -hmm. Like, Representative Ehart was one of the supporters of uh, Lieutenant Governor McGeehan's educational task force, and when they did the Freedom of Information Act request, they discovered that she found no evidence of indoctrination. This is not an issue. Once again, the so-called debate is not a real debate. It's just extremists yelling about things that aren't actually happening. So they're talking about banning certain books. They're talking about CRT. They're talking about all of these things. Um, But what's really the real problem we're running into is our teachers do not feel respected. We have a 900 teacher shortage in the state of Idaho. Our school buildings are crumbling here in District 91. Uh, We are stuck with schools that, I mean, literally a sinkhole opened in the gym of Idaho Falls High School. Like, these are the real issues we are dealing with in education in Idaho, not these made-up culture war topics that 
aren't really things that are happening in our schools. So I think that's the biggest issue there. And taking money away by doing a voucher system and pulling money out of our public schools is only going to make it worse because it will be siphoning it to these pub, uh, these private schools and these uh, private institutions rather than continuing to invest in our communities uh, through public education. So that's that's the biggest issue I see. And along with that, we should not be tying our the way that we care for our schools to property taxes. We should be funding that entirely out of our state's general fund. We should be paying for it. Our state constitution says that we should be providing a uniform education for all children, a uniform public education for our children. And so we should be doing that. And the latest thing that the state legislature did was their um, much touted $410 million um, <laughs> education funding. When you look at that and when you dig into it, you realize they're basing it on sales tax. The last time the state legislature based education funding on sales tax, they ended up cutting in the neck within two years, they ended up cutting back all of it in because of a recession. Mm -hmm. Well, here we are. We're getting ready to potentially head into another recession. And the first thing that they're going to do with uh, with education predicated on sales tax funding is try and pull it back. And what they don't pull back, they'll try and divert to vouchers. And that does not fulfill our Idaho state constitutional requirement to provide a uniform public education. So those are the issues we should be talking about. These so-called debates are red herrings to take our focus away from the very real problems that we are facing right now with our teacher shortages, with the state of our school buildings, and the safety and mental health of our children. Right. Um, and you've you talked a bit about this, but what are some of the main priorities you would have or maybe potential legislation you would want to bring to the table um, if elected as representative? Yeah, so the biggest one, um, you know, goes back to 2016 when the state legislature changed the property, put a cap on the property tax exemption, making mm -hmm. it so that as housing values rise at this rapid rate, the exemption does not keep pace. And that means that many people cannot afford their property taxes. And the state legislators, and particularly Representative Ehart, will tell you that it's all the county's fault or it's all the city's fault, and you should go talk to them. And tax rates are set at the city and the county level. And yeah, the tax rates are set at the city and the county level. But the exemption, the exemption, and the thing that messed this up, the exemption is set at the state level and the state legislative level. And so the state legislature needs to fix that. We need to get rid of that exemption cap. We need to tie. We need to be indexing our exemption. And on top of that, um, we need to be funding the state legislature made an account for affordable housing and to help people with affordable housing. We need to be funding that. We have what, we're, what they're saying is excess funds. They're calling them excess funds. But the reality of the situation is, is if we have a one, you know, we, we, have, a, we have a surplus of more than a billion dollars. That counts for like a third of our state budget. So if we've got a surplus that amounts to that much money, that means it's not a surplus. It means we've been underinvesting in our communities, and we certainly aren't doing anything to help people. And so we need to be funding that housing fund. We need to be looking for other ways to take care of this. And we need to consider a, uh, an additional tax credit for um, senior citizens on a fixed income, which is something that could make their homes more affordable as well uh, going through uh, into the future. So there's just a lot going on that we can do about affordable housing. Um, but, you know, everybody else wants to yell about other things, which, once again, mm -hmm. 
<laughs> they'd rather yell about made-up cultural problems than actually address the issues that are facing our people. Well, thank you again for taking the time to talk about these important issues um, and a bit about your platform. I guess just to conclude, is there anything else that you'd like to say to potential voters who may be listening? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I think what we really need to be doing is taking a step back, uh, looking at the candidates, looking at what they're actually doing in their communities. Um, you know, I serve on three nonprofit boards. I help at the soup kitchen. Um, I'm involved with Habitat for Humanity. So look at what they're doing in their communities. We're helping bring an affordable housing uh, project right here to Idaho Falls, and that's something that I'm actively working on. So whether or not I get into the state legislature, there are plenty of things that I am doing in my community designed to help solve these problems that the state legislature refuses to do. So I just would say take a step back, actually look at what candidates are doing and then decide which one better aligns with your values because that often has very little to do with what party they belong to and more with what they do every day in their lives. Well, thank you again for taking the time um, to talk about these issues and, and to speak with me. Really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much. And that was an interview with Miranda Marquette, who is running to represent District 33 in House Seat A in the Idaho State House of Representatives.